0: Is up, homies. Welcome back to the NBA betting show. It's Tuesday, December 12th, and there is a five game slate in the NBA tonight. I'm going to break down all five games with my hoops, handicap, and homie David Troy, who's the much wiser of us two. I did go three and one on Monday to pull my NBA season long betting record to one game above 500. But with the VIG I'm still down three units, so still have some work to do. As I wrote about today, my goal is to get a couple units of surplus under my belt before Christmas. Very achievable. So that's what I'm aiming for today, and I'm happy I have you here, David, to help me with that.
1: Yeah, love being here as always. And uh I don't, think you're don't lie get to that. me.
0: Don't lie to me and the listeners. This is oh,
1: I love I love talking
0: basketball with you. I appreciate fun. that. All right, great. great. And I feel the same way about you. Um, wow. Hopefully we can well, land on a couple of these picks or come to agreement on a couple of these picks because I say this all the time, but I feel like we do our best work when we're on the same side.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: And I, sh- it's, I mean, is probably has been a chart pretty...
1: Yeah, probably. But this has actually been a pretty decent year so far for me. Um, last night I went 2-3. and three. One of my losses, though, was Tyrese Maxey, which – was just soul-crushing because uh, I bet he was going to have over 33-and-a-half points assists and assists, or 34-and-a-half, 30, something like that. And
0: uh, You have 26-and-7, right?
1: Yeah, but he had two points and one assist in the second half before they took him out because it was an absolute blowout. So, I mean, that should have coasted over – but he played 25 minutes. And so I, I missed that. So that changed from a three and two night to a two and three night. So that was a little frustrating, but I've, uh, I've, I mean, I I feel like I'm seeing the board pretty well. I sent you a picture of all the picks that I wrote down yesterday and I just didn't go with the official ones correctly. And even my uh, Friday parlays have been going pretty well lately. So it's, it's fun. It's been a fun season. Well, We'll keep grinding them out
0: how many how many legs were you away from cashing your f round Friday probably
1: so it was thirteen games. it <laughs> went ten and ten and three
0: nah, that's pretty sick. Have you yeah. cashed one of them?
1: never the Friday ones. I mean I've cashed other ones, but never the friday and the whole the whole point of the Friday one is to do a um a, a complete long-shot lottery parlay. I mean, it, it's not like anything I ever really expect to cash. But I will say some, some guy uh, that follows me on Twitter was only able to get nine legs in and that cash. He, he bet $5 and won 1200
0: Damn. What an icon. So, yeah. How did he pick cool. the right nine legs?
1: I'm not exactly sure. I didn't get the full story on it. What I'm guessing happened is he... Um, didn't have the number available anymore. Like one of them wasn't over and, you know, some of the other stuff that was on there. It's so. giving him
0: a lot of credit.
1: Yeah, maybe, but you hey. got, you got it either way. So
0: hey, I asked you to make a guess and you did. So whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, I'm not here to criticize that guy. I wish I could have had a nine leg at yeah. Friday parlay.
1: Yeah. Five bucks into 1200. Not bad at all.
0: No, it's sick. ROI Yeah. real quick.
1: Six hundred?
0: No, is six hundred percent or six thousand percent?
1: Mm, five, six hundred, right? Six hundred times five.
0: No, it had to be six thousand, yeah, no. right?
1: Well, it was. It was actually twelve fifty divided by five would be two hundred and fifty. So two hundred and fifty times.
0: Whatever. I'm not a mathematician as you for, guys probably for the, know.
1: Further return. <laughs> what,
0: are we, what are we talking about? Let's get back. Yeah, and, I don't know. Let's get back yeah, let's, on, let's on schedule. My bad. There's actually a pretty good slate tonight in the NBA if everyone plays. Of course, there's crazy amounts of injury reports I'm recording 1:30 p.m. um Eastern Standard Time trying to get the uh, most up-to-date injury news, but bear with us on that and make sure to always triple check the injury reports and like underdog com on Twitter to find out the latest injury news before fading or following any of these bets. We're doing our best. But the first game here is a 730 tip off between the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um I'm on a player prop in this game, but the Celtics are ten, excuse me, eleven point favorites across the board. Totals at two twenty four Um, Cleveland just played last night. I actually profited betting against them with the Orlando Magic. It was a good back and forth game the first half and the Magic kind of pulled away at the end. Um, that was the first time I think I bet the Magic the whole year. I'm kind of down on this Cleveland Cavalier team. I really lean towards the Celtics in this one and the over, but I'll uh, give you my player prop analysis after you give me your thoughts on this matchup.
1: Um, I would probably lean towards taking the Celtics to cover here. They haven't played in quite some time, it feels like. Um, maybe, they, oh, wait, no, they played Friday? Yeah, Friday, and now it's Tuesday. So they've had plenty of time to rest. They won by 20 in their last game. Um, so Cavs are obviously coming in on a back-to-back. It's usually a pretty bad sign. And I think even on a in a regular game, the, the Celtics would probably win this, even with the Cavs having regular rest, probably by six or seven points. So you're only talking about covering another four. I do think the Celtics cover, I don't know that I'm going to get there with it. These There have been a lot of big spreads lately, and it does feel like there have been a lot of blowouts too. But for me, it's just hard to always say, yeah, go take uh, – go take a team with a double-digit spread, so I don't particularly like that. You and I actually have the same player prop in this one, so I'll I'll let you introduce it.
0: That's random. Huh. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going over Jalen Brown, 21.5 points, which I found at FanDuel. Let me see if that's the best number. I'm hoping I'm giving out the best number still. It is. Okay, 221.5. It's up to minus 120 at um, FanDuel, there's actually a minus one fifteen, in um, and BetMGM. So maybe check that out. Minus one fifteen as well at Caesar. So, um, anyways, I like I like this because Jalen Brown should be able to cook this terrible Cleveland perimeter defense. They're so dependent on Evan Mobley being like the anchor of their defense and covering for Garland and Donovan Mitchell, who can't defend anyone out there on the perimeter. Max Struess is a good team defender, as we saw with the Miami Heat, but one-on-one he's not going to do anything against um, Jalen Brown or or, or Jason Tatum, for that matter. Also, Jalen Brown should get easier looks just being on the same floor as Jason Tatum. You know, he's probably going to get the bulk of the defensive attention from Cleveland. Uh, Boston's offense is just absolutely insane at home. They're fully healthy, so... Everyone, you need to defend everyone in the Celtics. Um, So, again, you can't really key on Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown here. Last year, Jalen Brown scored at least 30 points in three of the four games against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He scored at least 22 points in 11 of his 20 games this year. He scored at least 22 points in six of his 10 home games this year, and he's just much, much better at home um, along with the rest of the Celtics offense. His scoring improves from 20 to 24 points per game at home. His true shooting improves from 51 to 59% at home. And his overall efficiency, he goes from a 96 offensive rating up to 115 at home. Um, so I'm going to go Jalen Brown over 21 and a half points. It's up to 22 and a half at pinnacle, which is the the sharpest sports book in the world. Um... Is it's there any um, under the holes you'd like to cover, or anything that I missed that you can throw into this analysis?
1: Uh, the twenty-two and a half was juiced to the under, I believe. Correct.
0: Yeah, but it's twenty-two and a half, and everyone else is at twenty-one. So, yeah, but, okay. but yeah, and obviously, since they're smaller numbers, these these player prop markets are are tighter than um than um than, than, than like sides or totals, and right. I've 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 won and lost a ton of player props by like a half digit either way. So that, that shit does matter. But but yeah, the, the under at Pinnacle is juiced, but it's under 22 yeah. and a half.
1: Nobody's nobody's advising that somebody go bet the under at Pinnacle and the over at, you know, FanDuel or something to try and get exactly 22 points. Just just yeah. to be clear. On that's that. a
0: that's a tough middle.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um No, I don't really have anything to add to it. Your points are all kind of what I was going to bring up. The only thing I'd also mention is uh, if you're curious about, like, the Max Struess angle, last year Brown was averaging 30 points against the Heat during the regular season, and that's when Struess would have been guarding him when he was on the Heat. So just something else to kind of consider on this one. But uh, I think – 22 points should be fine. If it's not a blowout again, and even if it is, to be honest with you, they'll keep Brown in a lot longer than they'll keep Tatum in. Um, And Brown just has a tendency to, like, if he gets hot, they'll let him keep going. Obviously, the same can be said about Tatum and all the other stuff, but uh, I think this is probably just a better game for him, and and the number is is reasonable for him to get to. 20 20 should be a reasonable expectation for Jalen Brown. So you're really only talking about getting a basket.
0: No, I like that point that he made. It feels like when Jason Tatum's playing well, he kind of lets the game come to him, and then the second half he'll he'll ramp it up a little bit more, whereas if Jalen Brown excuse me, is playing better, he's going to kind of take the bull by the horns early.
1: Yeah, he'll just keep shooting. I mean, if you really wanted to, I, I was looking at his three-point prop, and I kind of liked that too. Um, it is... Over two and a half threes at plus 135. I think it's reasonable to expect that as well, for him to hit three of them. Um, but I would I would just stick with the uh, the points prop for now. Um, there's other games where you can go after this this three point barrage, but you know he he takes a lot of threes and um, at home this season. Let's see, he's hit three or more once. Twice, three, four. So four out of what ten times? So forty percent of the time, it's mm-hmm. not not terrible. So, just a thought: if you can't get the player prop or you don't want to pay, play the juice, you could always try that.
0: Um. All right. Lakers Mavericks. The other game in the seven thirty Eastern Standard Time slot. I actually loved the over initially. Um, There's a lot of over-under trends pointing to this being a higher-scoring game, including all three of the refs assigned to this game have officiated more to the over. The crew chief, Brent Barnacki, is actually 10-6 to the over. Um, But then when I got to the final, like, make my prediction where I just write down the scores of the teams – and I usually do that by looking at just like their their splits, their road splits, their time splits, all that their basketball reference. I got Lakers minus or got Lakers 115 beaten the Mavericks 112. And that falls well short of the two thirty uh two and a half total, which is what I got it at. Um at I think everywhere in the market. Um right now the Mavericks are Four point underdogs, the total is at holy shit, it's down to two thirty and a half. So I'm past posting here. Actually, there is a points bet that's at two thirty-two and a half. So you can still get that. I am past posting. I apologize, but I have it in my write-up already. I already have the bet slip. So that's what I'm grading it at. I would play it down to two twenty-nine and a half though. So only another half point worth of value. And The reason is the head-to-head history between these teams. Since last season, they've played five times. Four of them went to the under. They have a combined total uh, or final combined score of 225.6 points per game. The average pace in the NBA this season is 99.3. The average pace in the last five Lakers-Mavericks meetings is 95.2. So we should be getting roughly four less possessions in this uh, game. Um, Luca on the second of a back-to-back, usually struggles offensively, at least compared to his other time splits. He's averaging just 25 points per game. I say just because he averages 28 points per game for his career. His true, true, true shooting is down two percentage points, and his net rating goes from plus four to minus three. Uh, the Mavericks could be without Kyrie, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Grant Williams. Obviously, all that stuff is pretty fluid, um, but that's what the latest injury report I saw had. And all those guys are good floor spacers, good scorers. Kyrie and Hardaway, in particular, are uh, very good, like microwave scorers. And Grant Williams is a great floor spacing, um, three point shooting stretch four. Neither one of these teams send opponents to the free throw line a ton. Neither of them score a lot of second chance points. Um and this total has fallen from 236 down to shit, 230 and a half here. So I'm going under the official number. I I I got it at was 232 and a half. Um and I would play it down to yeah, 230. So this is pretty much the bottom of the market. Do you have any plays in this game? I just kind of sucked the air out of the room.
1: No, you're good. Um I would say that I think I'm
0: going to be taking the Lakers minus
1: the four. Uh, The injury report for the Mavericks just came out as we were recording. The 130? Yeah, it it has Luca listed as questionable, which to me in a back-to-back means he's not playing.
0: Especially when it comes out of nowhere. I didn't hear anything about him being possibly questionable or possibly missing this game.
1: It literally just came out uh, that he was questionable, I'm guessing Tim Hardaway Jr. if he didn't play and Kyrie didn't play yesterday, why would you bother playing them here? Uh, to me, it just doesn't make much sense. Um, I get it that you're you know you're playing somebody in your conference and it's I wouldn't say a big deal, but it's something worth paying attention to um, but they don't play again until Thursday now, so you're basically saying Kyrie. Can have what would it be? Almost a, it'd be a little bit more than a week off completely. He definitely will not play. Like I, don't, I I just don't see Kyrie coming in. Hardaway again. If you don't have him yesterday, why are you going to play him today? Give him the extra two days off, and then Luca just doesn't make much sense to me that you would go and have him play when you list him as questionable. So. I think all three of them are going to be out. I think it's going to be Lakers. Yeah, I get the Lakers are coming off their championship thing that they won, um, which initially made me think like maybe it'd be worth fading them. But against a team that doesn't have many good players, I get that it happens all the time and there's always the upset, uh, especially when the team's on the road, and, You know, like the Lakers come in and just don't take this serious but i i think they win this game by 10 or more points probably if if those 3 definitely don't play and it right now it's looking like they're not going to so i'm going to go with uh the lakers minus the right now it's at minus 4
0: yeah the best argument for fading the lakers they just played the in-season championship and maybe they're still like hung over but that's just not a lebron james team in my opinion and this is a TNT game so i'm expecting to have they'll have all their players in tonight and maybe rest tomorrow cuz they have um the, the Lakers play the Spurs tomorrow in the front of a Spurs Lakers um two game series. I'm assuming the other game which would be Friday, right? That will be a primetime game. Yep, Lakers at the Spurs. So maybe they give LeBron and AD the night off tomorrow. It's kind of my thought. Yeah.
1: Good yeah, that that doesn't sound like a bad thought either so i i mean
0: I, i'm trying to put myself in your shoes because you're so good at this stuff the situational awareness and i love i love your breakdown um on why Luca probably won't play and their other players for the mavericks won't play and i'm frankly just trying to keep up since you're running circles around me and the shit of my own podcast
1: i don't think i don't think it's that that Dude,
0: far man. don't show me up. No. don't show me up <laughs> my own shit you're like andre oh, 3000 but-
1: yeah, the only thing I could also think though for why Luca would play this is a game on TNT.
0: Prime Maybe. time, Luca.
1: Yeah, but
0: against LeBron, still, uh, I don't
1: know. I I just that that uh, injury warning though came out of nowhere, and that's that's really kind of throwing me off from this one. It doesn't make sense that he would be in this game.
0: But even if, if he does uh, play, he's going to kind of slow down the pace, and I feel like that's oh, contagion. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, for my under and. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of contagious. Like LeBron's and like all right, we'll play half court basketball. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like I know the Lakers like to get out in transition. It's really one of the things about LeBron that I like the most this year and why I've really um really um have um had the Lakers climb my power ratings this year is because I love how how active LeBron is off ball and how and how he's caught into the basket, at least offensively. He's, he's doing a lot off the ball. So I love that. Um, yeah.
1: Playing the way that he, he does at this age is nothing short of impressive.
0: Yep. Any other thoughts on this one?
1: No, I, I don't have anything else. All
0: right. Eight o'clock tip off seven o'clock for you. Denver nuggets at the Chicago bulls. Both are on the second of a back-to-back. Both of the games that I bet last night, I uh, bet Nuggets minus 140 on the money line against the Atlanta Hawks, thinking subtraction by addition with Trey Young. And that actually was right, because I'm pretty sure once Trey Young got ejected for two technicals, the Atlanta Hawks started playing much better. And I also bet the over in the Bulls bucks. I said under on Twitter, but I gave it out over on my write-up via OutKick, so it's a goddamn mess. I apologize to anyone following me at Twitter, but I did bet the over 232.5. That cashed with relative ease. There was like two, 152 points in the first half. Got a little sweaty at the end, but it went over in regulation. They ended up playing overtime, so the over was a clear winner there. Um, I leaned to the over in this one, which is 220 right now. The Nuggets are minus 7.5 favorites. Um, they're too sketchy of a road team for me to back at this number against the Bulls. But I also don't have a lot of good things to say about the Bulls. They're your hometown team. Can you make a case for them? Or are you fading them?
1: Uh, I would probably lean towards uh, playing the Nuggets in this one. The The Bulls have actually been playing much better lately. and I wrote down yesterday that I should take the points with the Bulls because Milwaukee really shouldn't be giving up. 11 points to anybody, but I didn't play it. So I felt kind of burned and I don't want to just grab the points tonight, hoping that I'm, you know, trying to steal the magic or something that, that I missed yesterday. But, um, the nuggets are just one of those teams that like they could go in and destroy the bulls if they want to, but being on a back to back, you got Jamal Murray who might be injured, uh, or well, he is injured who might not play, I suppose. And then Gordon who, also might not play. I guess he's listed as probable at least. I would guess Murray won't be in this game. I also guess would guess for the Bulls that um, Alex Caruso won't play, so their defense goes down a little bit. My thought would be to play the over at 220. Yeah, so that, that's awesome. kind of how I, I lean in this one. The Bulls want to get out and push the ball a little bit more. We know the Nuggets can score. The Bulls really don't play that much defense um, without Caruso on the court. So you know, you know Jokic'll cook uh Vucevic if he wants. Um
0: I think Vucevic can give him some points back.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, I just I don't see this game in in terms of a side, I don't see a great play either way. I do think if uh Murray gets rolled out and this drops down to like maybe five, six, which it probably won't go down that far. I I think the Nuggets are the play. Um, but I have made it a point to not get in a habit of, of taking too many teams on the road as favorites this year. Um, and it's seemed to become fairly profitable so far. Um, so I, I don't know if I would definitely get involved in that. Uh, in terms of other looks, you know, like I said, there's. Kobe White's been playing really well lately. He might be worthy of a look. Uh, Denver's defense isn't exactly amazing if Murray's out there, so Kobe could get his points off. Um, But, yeah, I I think best look in this game, I would say, over 220, but I don't have an official play for it.
0: Yeah, we're on the same page here. I'm looking at props. There's not a lot listed I was looking at Nisa, yeah. Nikola Vucevic, but nothing really jumps out to me there. His over-under for points is 17.5. I'm not I'm not seeing it there. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It's more of, if anything, I'd bet the over here. Um, similar analysis that I used yesterday for bulls and bucks applies here in the sense that <clears throat> I prefer Chicago's offense without Zach Levine. I feel like him and DeMar DeRozan are just repetitive and – too many cooks in the kitchen. Both are ball stoppers. I really don't like how Zach Levine's played this year. So I think it's subtraction sub addition by subtraction with him not gonna not being there. So and Kobe White, like you said, he's been shooting his ass off recently. Yeah, he played so, great last night. So I think he can help them uh score some points here, but I I don't see them stopping Denver as long as Denver's fully motivated, which we can't figure out. And I'm not going to even try to. The Next game here, um, Golden State Warriors at the Phoenix Suns is another game that I have action in. I think I got the worst of it. I did. I bet the Suns minus three and a half. And it is down to minus one and a half because Kevin Durant isn't going to play. And I literally wrote in the handicap that I'm betting this because I think Kevin Durant will play. So, I feel stupid. Um, Hopefully, it cashes anyways. I'm giving out the Suns minus three and a half reluctantly because I have to now. I wouldn't play at this number with no Kevin Durant, but here we are. They do have Bradley Beal. They do have Devin Booker. Devin Booker, with all due respect, Curry might be the best player on the floor currently just because that dude's offense is absolutely insane. Um, A lot of the stuff that I wrote here doesn't really apply anymore, though. Well, not a lot, but some of it. Like, Phoenix has a better offensive and defensive effect of field goal shooting, but with no Kevin Durant, obviously it hurts their offensive shooting, and he's a pretty good defender as well. At least he's long. Um, Phoenix has a huge strength on weakness edge in drawing fouls. They're second in offensive free throw rate. Golden State's 27th in defensive free throw rate. They allow 6.5 more free throw attempts on the road compared to at home. But no, Kevin Durant might hurt Phoenix's offensive free throw attempt rate tonight. Um, It was a pros versus Joes game with the pros being on Phoenix Joes on Golden State. Well, I guess the pros were misled by Kevin Durant's um, questionable status as well. Because there's no way that those betting splits still apply. And Golden State's three-point defense, I think, is misleading. They're fifth in defensive three-point shooting. But their opponents are just hitting 33% of their wide-open threes. And Golden State's allowing a bottom 10 rate of wide-open three-pointers. So they're just kind of getting lucky. I think they're due for poor defensive shooting regression, if that's even a thing. But again, now that Kevin Durant's out, I'd like this a lot less. What are you what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, it actually just dropped down to minus one. Um, <laughs> I had a play on Booker that I was gonna give out. Um it was thirty four and a half points and assists. I really liked it it has now moved up to 37 and a half, and his points, rebounds and assists has moved up to, I think 43 and a half. It's too much for me. Uh, I think that, it, that the value is just gone on it. Um, without Durant though, he has been doing pretty much everything for the Suns cause he has to, he has to get points. He has to get the rebounds. He has to get assists cause he's playing point guard. Um, I just wouldn't advise playing it the same way. Uh, but for example, in his um, his most recent game at home he had looks like 42 pra and then um, he didn't hit it December 5th against Lakers, but he went over the total against the Grizzlies so. He's just been racking up the stats basically when Durant's not out there. Uh, I don't know that Bradley Beal coming back really affects it at all. I don't think Beal's going to do much for them um, one way or the other. He's only played a few games this season, but um, it's going to take some time. And I I think one of the big things that's going to be an issue with the the Suns is if Durant, Beal, and Booker don't get time to play together before the playoffs, it's going to end up backfiring on them. but he's only once he played this year. He's played three games this season, Beal. Beal, right? And they were they were all they were three in a row. And then he hasn't played in probably like fifteen games now, or ten games, something like that. So, um, I don't know that all three of them have been in a game this season. But I think
0: there was one. Actually, I think I said that there was going to be one, and then it same shit happened with this one, or one, one of them ended up getting pulled um, close to tip-off.
1: Yeah. Uh, it looks like now uh, there's only one other game to check. So, nope, he hasn't played, no. All three of them have not been in a game this season. Um, I'm
0: so sick of this shit. I swear, if the Suns don't win this game and cover for me, I'm putting them on the ban list. I feel like I'm wrong I whether I bet on them or against them in every game. Yeah. Game.
1: Well, in any case, that you know, this game is kind of one that blew up in our faces. I think, and like I said, I would have played Booker had, um, had Durant been in there, and the number was a little more favorable. But now I, I'm not as comfortable with it. So.
0: No, and now I'm very grumpy. Let's go to the All final right. game of the the five game NBA card here. The Sacramento Kings visit the Los Angeles Clippers. Both, I think, played last night, right? The Sacramento Kings beat the Nets, which I was on the Nets for. Bet at plus five, close at four and a half. So CLV, but doesn't matter. Kings won 131 to 118. They were so hot last night. They were getting threes out of everyone. That was such a bummer. And uh, same can be said about the uh, Clippers in the sense that they scored 132 points. They did allow 127, so they couldn't cover um, as 14-point favorites at home last night against the Portland Trailblazers. Didn't you take a side in this game, or was it a total? Uh,
1: I took a total. and uh, I took the over, and it went over. They scored, I think, 70 points in the first uh, quarter, something like that, so.
0: Okay, so I actually was leaning to the under in this game. I didn't watch the Clipper game at all, but Sacramento, I think, is due for some shooting regression. They were just unconscious last night, and it felt a little fluky. Maybe it's just their home gym, and they can shoot their ass off in their home gym. Um, But I'm betting they don't shoot like that again in L.A., LA's defense actually been pretty good even since trading for James Harden. It's their offense that is slowly improving. Um, obviously, they erupted last night, so we can kind of fade recency bias with this one, um, both going over 130. Um, the officiating matchup, two of the three are officiating more to the under with one split 9-9 nine nine over-under. Um I'm assuming most of the money is on the over, which is the case. I went from two thirty three up to the current number of two thirty five and a half. If I can hit my first two bets in the seven thirty window, I might just sprinkle on the under here, but that's all that jumps out to me initially. Maybe you can talk me in a direction here what do you what do you like in this game if if anything
1: yeah the, the line went from minus three and a half to three now um Kind of like the Clippers in this one, being at home again, That Clippers and uh, Kings have played back-to-back games. This is one of those ones where Sacramento was at home. Now they're going on the road. They go back home for their next game. Uh, The last time they played, the Kings were in a back-to-back situation. Um, Clippers weren't, which does make a difference, obviously. But the Clippers uh, beat the Kings in Sacramento by 14 points. Uh, now they're coming home, and the line is at three, kind of. And it, it actually opened probably at five and a half, so it, maybe it makes me a little concerned that they're maybe there's an injury or something. I don't know. Um, I, would, I would lean towards the Clippers covering this game, though. I, I think them being at home, they're eight and three at home. Things are just six and five away. They both are on back to back, but one didn't have to travel. And I get Sacramento to LA is not exactly a long trip or anything, but you're still going there probably uh, either early this morning they went or last night after the game they flew in, and then you have to get to the hotel, sleep, all that stuff. So not ideal. Um, but for the Clippers, you know, you're just going home, going to sleep, coming back, and doing your normal routine. So I would say they do have the edge there. I think the three is a reasonable number. Um might not get to the window with it, but Clippers would be the, the way I look in this one.
0: Yeah, my initial thought when I saw this game last night was to bet the Clippers as well. Um but I can't stand James Harden. I don't really like the roster makeup there and the Kings are a tough a tough team. We've been playing well lately, so I'm staying away from it officially. I, I I do lean to the under here just because of uh these two offenses blowing up last night and I feel like um the, the the Clippers defense is actually pretty good and underrated whereas their offense is overrated. So that's all I got though in this one. My uh my picks for Tuesday again. I'm going with the um the Lakers, uh, the Lakers Mavericks under 232.5. Got great closing line value in that one. It's down to 230.5. I wouldn't go lower than that, though. I'm going over Jalen Brown, 21.5 points. Um, looks like that's at BetMGM, and I'm betting the Suns minus 3.5, which I've gotten negative 8.6% uh, closing line value on. So that's hey. that's fun.
1: Yeah, isn't it weird about... Line value, when we get it in our favor, it seems to screw us over anyways. And then when we don't get it, it seems to screw us over anyways.
0: Yeah, I have not gotten. I have good closing line value for the season. I think I'm plus 2% for all my bets. But my ROI is like minus 3%. So, yeah, it's a bummer. But, yeah, I'm hoping that it's like a freaky Friday. I know it's not Friday, but it's like a freaky Friday situation with – closing line value. Whenever I get good closing line value, I lose. Hopefully when I get bad closing line value, I win. If I'm gonna meet Understand. my goal of being plus money come Christmas, I'm gonna need to win some of these um these games that I get in with the best or the worst of it. So I'm hoping it comes yep. through for me. Do you have a play you want to give out?
1: Um well the brown one I think we both are on.
0: That oh, yeah. one Eiffel Tower on that one Eiffel Tower yeah. and Jalen Brown.
1: Yeah, I would say if Luca doesn't play play the Lakers up to minus five, but if he does, then just stay off of it. That's that's about the only thing I would say for here. Um, let's just stick with the Jalen Brown one as as the official play for this.
0: All right, we're Eskimo brothering Jalen Brown over points. So wish us luck in that one. Wish me luck in my other two bets. Um, I'll be back here Wednesday, December 13th with an NFL Week 15 breakdown. Me and David will connect again later this week, probably Thursday and Friday for an NBA um, card breakdown with some more NBA best bets. Follow David at Future Press 2024 on Twitter. Buy his NBA season-long packages at beatenthebookie.com. Beaten with no G. Um, Leave us, leave me, excuse me, a good positive review on Apple Podcasts. Show me some love on social media if you can. Show the podcast some love on social media. That's the most important. Um, Until tomorrow, peace.